Hello, and welcome to the second episode of this season of The Daily Weekly. I'm your host, Jennifer Meir. Thanks for tuning in. Over the past couple of weeks, University of Michigan students and Ann Arbor residents have come to find that the word bird has taken on a completely different meaning. The bird scooters, which came to Ann Arbor just as the school year began, took the city by complete surprise. So the scooters, which really just look like scooters we probably rode as kids, but they're definitely a little bigger, have electric motors and are activated using an app you can download to your phone. They cost $1 per minute plus 15 cents per ride. They don't need to be left at a docking station, but rather the bird company actually hires people whom they refer to as chargers to actually go around and uh, physically charge the scooters using their company-designed equipment. On one hand, the scooters provide an alternative transportation option to students, which I would say is nice to have on a campus like this where we're walking all the time. However, they've also caused some havoc with the city, which we'll discuss more shortly with one of our guests. So this leads to another interesting uh, component that is why they are here at all. So on August 16th, Bird, which is a startup company based out of California and is now uh, valued at about $2 billion, announced the beginning of its university pop-up tour. So the pop-up tour meant that bird scooters would actually be deployed to colleges and universities around the country. According to the August 16th press release, the birds would help students get around efficiently and also in a way that wouldn't hurt the environment, that is, uh, you know, by polluting the surrounding air. They note that the undergraduate enrollment has increased by 28% in the last 18 years around the country and that colleges and universities tend to be located in areas with a lot of people. That being said, the university was not notified of the bird's arrival either. Uh, University spokesman Rick Fitzgerald actually noted in an email to the Daily that since the birds are motorized, they're technically not allowed on campus sidewalks. So there's been some conversations going on both with the university and the city, which we'll get to in just a second. So I'll be chatting with both an avid bird user, LSA junior Seth Allen, who is also planning to become a charger for bird, as well as Andrew Hiyama, who is a news editor who covered some stories about the birds. We will also hear from some students. All right. So here we go. I'm here with Seth Allen, who is an avid bird user. He's also waiting on equipment to become a charger. So, Seth, thank you so much for uh, meeting with me today. Yeah, no problem. Really appreciate it. Um, so, uh, could you talk a little bit about just kind of your experience with bird and why you wanted to become a charger? Yeah. So, um, I went to Detroit with a friend, and we saw these like uh, non-dockable electric scooters, and we just kind of like rode around on them. They were like really fun. And we heard, um, or at least I heard about them being popular in cities like San Francisco and uh, Los Angeles, and that they were having some issues. But um, when I saw them in Ann Arbor, I was really shocked because it was like, it's not really a big city. So I thought that was Mm -hmm. cool that they were trying to make a move to college campuses. Awesome. Yeah. And why did you, could you tell us a little bit about your process of becoming a charger? Are you a charger yet? Um, yeah. Why do you want to become one? Um, I just thought it would be like a very low commitment way of making a little money on the side. Like just, you know, getting like free lunch every now and then if I just stopped by at the end of the day and like in my car and like picked up like maybe like one or two birds and it wouldn't even be like an hour's time of commitment and it would just be something I could do on the side to just make a little bit of money. Could you talk a little bit about, or if you know, how the charging process works? I know you're still waiting on um, some equipment. You yeah. pick up the scooters and then... Yeah, so you receive the equipment. And so, I mean, I have a car. So, like, what I was planning on doing is just, like, after class, I guess, just, like, going around in my car and, like, maybe picking up, like, two or three. Yeah. But um, I think... Th- I'm not certain about this, but I think that there's a mode. Like, you can put your phone in, like, charging mode. 
and you can just kind of like ride the scooter home for free if you're going to charge it. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not certain about that, but I vaguely remember the app saying something about that. And only if you're a charger would you have that capacity on yeah, your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. And do you know um, do you know about how much chargers make or? Um, not yeah, sure? so it was depending on the how much the bird needs to be charged and the difficulty of finding the bird. So um, it's like I think it was anywhere from like five dollars on the low end to like twenty dollars on like the high end. Yeah, so like nice. depending on those two um, aspects. Nice. And then kind of, I guess, just going back to the actual physical process of charging, um, how do you know how long it would take? Is it is is the equipment designed specifically for these scooters? Yeah, I mean, it just the pictures that they showed us just kind of looked like a big computer charger. Like it's just you plug it in and it's chilling. But um, I don't know how long it takes. It just kind of said, like, leave them in overnight. Yeah. Got it. And then do you have any stories you could tell us? Like, I know you said you were kind of surprised when you saw them pop up in, on, in Ann Arbor. How do you feel about them kind of being in, the, in a college town like this? Do you think it's efficient, helps students get around? Um, what, what could you say about that? Yeah, I think it's really efficient. But I was actually talking about this with some friends the other day. I think that the birds are going to kind of like naturally sort themselves out across town because there's been talks about like the Ann Arbor police like cracking down on them in some of the more urban areas. And it's like that the birds are going to naturally be attracted towards where they're most popular because that's where people are going to leave them okay. and that's where people are going to ride them around. So I think it's going to be really interesting to like see where they end up being really popular because I do think they're going to stay, but they might end up staying more in like neighborhoods and like near bus stops where like people need that last mile of transportation. Sure. Uh, that's awesome. And then is there anything else you can just say about your own experiences? Do you do you ride them around campus a lot? Or are you over it? Or how, how does it work? Do your um, friends use them a lot? Well, I, I do ride them around campus like when I'm late to things. But the other day, and this was like after they started cracking down on them, I was trying to take one to class and I couldn't, I like had, I went really out of my way to go get this bird. I probably would have been not late to class if this mm-hmm. was the other way around. But so I went really out of my way to get this bird and then I couldn't find it. So I went even more out of my way to get a different bird. And then it was low on charge and it ran oh. out halfway there. Okay. And I ended up being like 10 minutes late to class. So that was my my bad experience with bird. Got it. Yeah. Are you, would you not use it anymore? Or you no, think it's I'd, still still, I'd still use it. I just might not, yeah. um, I might be a little bit smarter about if I'm going to be late to class. Like I might just say, ah, screw it. Like I'll just walk. Sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all that information, and I hope you get your charging equipment soon. Yeah, it was a pleasure. <laughs> thank you. Now, here's what students have to say about the bird scooters. So, I'm actually really jealous because I haven't gotten the chance to use them, but I see people all around my uh, apartment using them. I've got a longboard, so I don't necessarily need them, mm-hmm. but I think I'm probably going to end up trying one in like a week. They just look like a lot of fun to just buzz around campus in. I think they're kind of cool, um, you know. They kind of got dropped here, so there's like a ton of them, but yeah, they're pretty cool. I think that they are, I think that the bird scooters are very helpful as in getting around, but not dealing with actually getting around to get to classes. I think it's much more helpful getting around to do extracurricular activities in your own means, but um, definitely could be somewhat probably annoying too for people who are walking on sidewalks but at the same time I feel like they were somewhat good to have on campus just got to place them in a good place I think they're interesting have you used one yet no I don't I won't but they're interesting um I just don't like the payment system and like I can just walk 
Um, I think they're cool and different. I never heard of them before I saw people using them. Uh, some people are a little reckless, but you know. Okay, now I'm here with public policy senior Andrew Hiyama, who is a senior news editor. Andrew wrote a big article about how the city has interacted with the birds, and he has the latest information for us. So thanks for being here, Andrew. My pleasure. Uh, so first, can you just walk us through the arrival of the birds on campus and throughout the city? How did the city react? Because they didn't know what was happening at first, right? Well, yeah, no one really knew what was happening. Um, although I guess people did know what was happening is the thing, because... Um, other news reports ha- can tell you that um, this is kind of a common practice for bird, and um, lots of other cities have gotten mad at them in the past for doing this. Um, I think before they came to Ann Arbor, um, Detroit was the only other place in Michigan that they'd been to, and they'd been there for a while. I think um, people there were pretty familiar with them just in the downtown area. Um, but yeah, basically, um, it was a Friday, I believe, that they, a flock of birds all showed up, um, and it caught both the city and the University of Michigan completely off guard. Um, you could just kind of tell in uh, city and university communications that they were not happy with the um, lack of communication that they'd received from bird. Um the city immediately that day issued a um, warning, I guess, to um, all residents that there were sub birds were subject to uh, using a bird was subject to um, multiple ordinance violations mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of. Um, parking and just usage um it's illegal to use a motorized vehicle on a sidewalk for example um and it's illegal to park um a motorized vehicle in the public right of way so um i think the message that the city sent out said you can't park it on a sidewalk you can't park it on the street can't park it in the bike lane um (laughs) and then uh when they were asked where um you could park it by local media they responded that that's a problem for Bird to figure out. <laughs> okay. um, I think the university advised people to just park them at bike racks, um, which makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, so is there kind of any update with that? Is the are, is it true that the city's taking the birds away, first of all? Are they trying to get rid of all of them, or what's what's kind of the update on that as far as we know? Um, well, yeah, they reacted pretty quickly. They started um, seizing any birds that had been um, illegally parked. Uh, it's it's funny on the bird app you can see a map of where all the birds are and people started to notice that they all began clustering in this one area near um, Stone High School I believe okay. and someone pointed out that's the uh, city's um, field operations oh. office okay um, that's and funny. then one uh, enterprising Twitter user actually went out and found the trailer that they're all being that's so funny caged in wow um but no it doesn't seem like that they're trying to take all of them off the street i think there are still probably a few dozen out there and a few dozen that they've seized so far yeah um the city actually seems to have sort of 
walked back their hostility towards the birds a little bit. Um, we learned a couple of days ago that they're actually now uh, in talks with Bird about getting a licensing agreement um, so that they would be allowed to park in certain places in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the city may have heard the people who said that, yeah. you know, this is a valid and ne- or necessary way to uh, address some transportation problems. Awesome. Yeah. And I think that could also be definitely an interesting innovation for students who are looking to get around campus in addition to just Ann Arbor residents in general. So um, last question. So I know you ride your bike a lot on campus. That's so true. yeah. So what are your Read thoughts? Read my statement piece. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on the birds and uh, are, do they get in the way? Are they annoying? Have you ridden one or do you think people should just be riding their bikes and not be, you know, getting on these scooters? You know, um, I'm honestly not too annoyed at the birds. I'm used to being maligned a lot as a biker. I'm I'm looked down upon, I feel like, by both cars and pedestrians. I think we are the um, oppressed class of uh, transportation. Um, and now that the birds are here, I think there's finally someone that's below us. And right. <laughs> so it's, it's nice to have the hate redirected okay that that's a very that's a, that's, a, that's a nice answer okay awesome well thank you so much for being here and answering our My questions pleasure. we really appreciate it thanks again for tuning in please make sure to listen next week again i'm jennifer Meir. this episode was produced by colin beresford maya goldman audio engineer ryan cox and managing podcast editor avery friedman